most dangerous people on the planet who I think can do some good. They're bad guys. Exactly. And if anything goes wrong, we blame them. We have built-in deniability. What makes you think you can control them? Welcome to the I Need a Minute podcast, part of the Tenthia Seniors Network. This week, no now, just me and Andrew here. <laughs> like, now said he had stuff to do. I don't even know what the fuck that means. And what sucks is every time he says that, you just have to assume it's daddy shit. Like, yeah. you can't even, like, you, at, at this point, we can't say anything. Right, because then I just went on Instagram and Kaizen had a snap of right. him doing push ups. And it really looked like Kaizen didn't want to be doing these fucking push ups. Exactly. Like, my nigga, I got homework. Like, you really need this. Like, I don't need the cloud chase right now. Like, this I'm is part of the reason why I low key want a kid. Because, like, when I, like, when I say, yeah, but I can't make it, you're like, gals. But if I had a kid, it'd be like, oh, okay, fuck. okay, but it's usually gals. Typically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. Who the fuck are you kidding? Uh, that's it's fair. Just like, look at this guy. Gals, <laughs> I, not, I won't be able to show it to the gals. Gals. I mean, uh, it, by the way, we're going to have to podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got that. I'm not mad. Listen, uh, book me the fuck in. That's gonna be fun. Idiot. I can't. Because, right. because me as an athlete, as an as an athlete, it's so it's so important to really like stretch before you do any physical activity. AKA female TV. We out here. <laughs> no eyes. No, no eyes. eyes. Where are your eyes? No Where eyes. did your eyes go? This no is why eyes. the audience doesn't have an idea of what we're talking and about. And that's perfect. That's and now great. this is why I'm going to segue. Now this is why I get paid the big bucks. Because I didn't give you guys a backstory into this. Um, the joke Andrew and I had. I think that highlights the importance of storytelling. And the importance of developing consistent, clear narratives to what you're trying to say. Because I wanted to do a podcast on storytelling basically... Because it's my belief that being able to impart a story is part of the reason that we've evolved so much as a society. And it's the reason that we're able to change our minds and communicate ideas to each other. And you could see it in small friend groups and you could see it in much larger scales. And that could be from TV shows, books, podcasts, um, video games, anime, a.k.a. Chinese cartoons, um, anything you can think of. Your friend's ability to tell you a story that's good, that's riveting, it will make you like perk up, it'll make you listen, it'll make you feel closer to that person, and if they're shit at telling stories, you just tune out, because you don't give a fuck about it, so I'm just going to swing to you really quickly, what do you think of this idea of stories being able to shape how we view things, how we view the world, how we move in the world, and feel free to go straight to Game of Thrones, or we can wait and save that for later? <laughs> No, I, I actually I actually can wait for Game of Thrones. No, I think it's, it's always been important because that's how... I think stories are how we got this far in terms of putting history together. History history is put together by stories. A, a lot of times it wasn't framed necessarily like the way we learn it. Now we're right. learned, we learn through repetition. We learn through who was the president of this? Boom. Who was the president of that? Boom, back then it was like, okay, gather around the fire. Yeah, like an oral like, tradition. Right, like oral tradition of people just coming, pause, pause, of, of people coming together <laughs> and like, they don't still got to pause them. Oral tradition in coming. <laughs> We're children. Hey. We're children. This is Kavanaugh era. Oh, man. So, no Kavanaugh. <laughs> so, you know, they came together, they told a story, and those stories are passed on. So, you know, if you look at the greatest story ever told, and I think there's no contest to this because... Fuck. Are you going to say Bleach? I'm going to say... 
fuck you. <laughs> Close, by the way. Oh, gosh. Shout out to Kenpachi at Squad oh, 11. Oh, wow. But uh, no, there. the Bible. Mm. The Bible is the greatest story ever told because. I is mean, it? Look how much. Is it? I'm going to go Ben Shapiro on you and say, look at the numbers. Numbers don't is lie. Is it? The Vatican numbers is a, lie all the time. The Vatican is a city. <laughs> we all know There's a city of people who is like, this is a good book. Okay. I can follow this to the Because people buy into the story doesn't mean that it's the best story ever told. If a, if this much people buy into your fucking story, mm, boy, okay. I don't know. This is, this is great. Because history is usually um, decided by the winners, and that's who right. decides who gets to Facts. write a story, right? Facts. And only, I think we could call this in our industrial age in the modern era, do we look back and see the losers, and then view something from their perspective. So mm. I'll use Vikings as an example. <laughs> the story of Ragnar Lothbrok and um, a father much like now, I would say. Fox. <laughs> Fox. <laughs> much like now. So I'm glad the, the entire me. time like you watch Vikings, you view Ragnar as the hero, but then in your brain, you're thinking, England wins this. It, like, like in Paris, the, yeah. Paris wins, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the story is that they are the heroes. They are the people who get to be legends. But there's another story um, in the background that's told more so in our, in our modern age that we get to investigate the anti-hero or the person who loses and gets to see the values in their culture. And I, I say that because in Vikings or any uh, Norse quote-unquote mythology or, or history, mm. that there's always a debate between the Christians and the, and the pagans, right? Mm. So it's because the Christians won that the Christians got to have their story become quote-unquote the greatest story ever told. Mm. You could believe in the Bible. You could pray and believe in a God. But, I mean, does that mean that the amount of authors who took play, who wrote the Bible, I'm talking about humans, not the mm-hmm. story and the no, meaning yeah. behind it, who, who wrote that are better writers than George R. R. Martin? No, they no, They just... I mean, why HBO? HBO didn't even need to option the Bible. You could just have it. It's yours. You could just have it. It's yours. Aaron HBO Gould. said, we'll pass. We just don't see the, the character arcs. <laughs> we just don't see it. And, 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 and see, and I hate that I have, I have to do. I, I feel lazy dealing with Game of Thrones now. But I think this is why people aren't mad. You know, you've told a good story. Maybe people are like, boy, okay, so hold on, hold on. And they go back to this story within the story or this character. I would hear more about this character. This is why I think the prequels are going to do amazing. Because yeah. I am thirsty for to know, okay, cool. What went down with Robert's Rebellion for real? Because I'm sure there's some shit in there that we don't See, know. this is what you're saying to me right now. You wish the Bible had flashbacks. Yes. So, yes. Because like, I know a lot of shit. I know Jesus. Like, guys, do walked. a rewrite. Rewrite. I feel like when Tangia happened, mm-hmm. there was like a little piece. Pangia? Pangia, sorry. Okay. Tangia. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I was like, taint? <laughs> Tangia? What? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm no. tired. I'm tired. Squat over. I uh, what? Pa- Pangea was before. Pangea was when we were all t- together, right? Yeah, everything was together. Right. right, one continent. Right. I feel like there was a small piece that was like a Luthra. You know mm. how on the Luthra beaches you could walk for miles. Yeah. And I feel like that's where they was like, "Buddy, this nigga walking on water." I was like, "No, it's just super shallow, guys." It's like, "No, but he walking on water." That's how I could tell it. And like that's what happened. So we had I like mean, a flashback of that. It'll be like my man. This nigga walking the You know world. that one of my one of my things. This is a, a Dakari thing, not even a conspiracy theory of belief. Yeah. If we advance far enough in the future, that eventually comic books or things from television could become a new religion. Because for in a two thousand year span, people won't know the difference. They'll just think that oh, this story seems good. This story 
uh, communicates a way to live, a belief system. And that's a part of storytelling that's so important that um, you tell a story, you, you watch a show, and it's imparting a belief system. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to talk about, like, for Game of Thrones, for example, because mm-hmm. Game of Thrones has, has a... a a road of nihilism that we always talk about, and the same mm. for True Detective. Nothing matters. So, so Game of Thrones is like nothing matters. Mm. No one is equally good. Everyone is in a gray area. Like there's no person who's saintly or who is incapable of evil. So you watch Game of Thrones and you come away thinking like that. Like anyone can be killed, and and these are there's things no, like like winter is coming. There's, there's always something there's that no you, there's no evil. absolute good that you have to uh, watch for around the corner. Mm. And life isn't fair. Life doesn't always work out that way. And that's so different than how stories used to be told. But now in our modern age of storytelling with like Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, it's different than what we grew up on, like watching G.I. Joe and Dragon Ball Z, where we could clearly identify who the hero was. He always had a strong moral core. I actually don't agree like, with that. Okay, who, who else? I, I, Are you saying like, because to me, this there's so many examples of like the anti-hero becoming prominent. And then shifting the way that society views things. Like, people are more snarky now. Mm. They're much more cynical of anyone who is mm. good. Like, think of just even the way people view Russell, Russell Wilson, who's a real person. Mm. But even on the... I was listening to the football podcast with uh, Nal. Nal, and Nal, Olivia, and Gal. Nal and Olivia, too. Nal and Gal. Nal, Gal, and Pal, John. Mm. And she said, like, I don't trust Russell Wilson. Like, he seems like a cornball to me. Like, it seems like a fake yeah, act. that's me. So that's how we view... Anything that now in our modern age in 2018 is like wholly good. Like there has to be like something wrong with you because people now believe that it builds character. You said you disagreed. Tell me why. Oh, well, I mean, and uh, to, to, to parrot what you were saying is now before I get to my point, mm. I work with this guy, Kenny, Kenny Mackey. Shout out to Kenny. Kenny doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't, he doesn't smoke. He doesn't do anything. All oh, Kenny, him and his wife are in the bondage. He is not married. Kenny is single. He lives alone. He's successful. He's an entrepreneur. Like he, he goes to Cuba every other weekend. The only thing he no, the only thing he does. Kenny does cocaine. He he gyms. That's it. I was like Kenny, you probably have a sex dungeon. You have a sex dungeon with a gal tied up there yeah. who's been there like a month. Yeah, and that's that has to be true because yeah. I'm like you and can't one just time be she, this good. One time she got out. I was like kind of like it. Yeah, and went back. And then he was like, you tried to escape, didn't you? Don't worry about it. Here, here's some water so you don't die. Like, I, I, but I can fuck you for like two hours now. She had like a full BL me in time, like watch some TV. Oh, she was yeah. like, oh, that's going on? I don't need to go out there. <laughs> but Trump the- is sending out text messages <laughs> to everyone? Nope. W- were you also mad you didn't get a text? I was kind of disappointed. I was like, so we don't... I'm not going to talk about American Horror Story Apocalypse on this podcast. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> Save it for Fridays. We may need... We may, anyway. Anyway. I'll address anyway. it off the podcast. Any, anyway. But, uh, How are we going to know when fucking missiles come in? Menace ain't sending us no fucking text messages. Menace could be in Nesbitt to this sweetheart wondering, huh? Like, that's going to be his response. You know how Bush famously was, like, reading the book and he was like, mm. My pet goat. Fuck. Like, I feel like Minnis will be drinking, like, uh, vodka and cranberry. And, you know, like, when they cut the lime, but it's not, like, a fresh lime. And it, like, has a little bit... It hard yeah. a little bit of dinge. Yeah. And then he's going to be drinking out one of those little thin straws. Because that's what Minnis strikes me as. Shout out to those straws. Those straws make you feel like you're not drinking. But you are. I always throw the straw away. I do one mix, throw the straw away. I don't need that in my life. I respect that. I'm not drinking out of that straw. I respect that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a straw nigga. When will I do? Wow. But the, the, yeah, the, point, the, point, the reason why I, I said I don't agree, I, I agree with you, but I don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Game of Thrones has taken it to a point where the reason why it's so popular because it's human. It shows both sides. It shows the gray X, Y, Z. But if you look at Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, 
we saw where there was a where there's a corner being turned based on the old story yeah, of, but, of Kingdom Come. Okay, this is how I know you're agreeing with me, is because that's more of a modern show. That's after the aughts. That's after The Sopranos came about, right? So then you started to see the reign of the anti-hero. Because comics are different than TV shows, I'm saying. So, yeah, but it's still, talk, but I mean, but it's still uh, storytelling. Yeah, it's still storytelling, but I'm saying that where it became mainstream, like the well, idea of the main, anti-hero okay, becoming okay. Uh, well, a mainstream uh, thing. God. Like it existed in comic book to a vein of nerds who read that shit and who knew who Frank Miller was before Sin City. And then I know that you're going to pivot to anime right now. <laughs> this is why. I, and then, like, go for it. But I, I'm saying, like, how... I don't know how early you got into anime, but I'm saying, like, when you're growing up and you're watching, like, fucking Thundercats and Fraggle Rock, like, there's there are heroes who they set up. Like, it's not the same way that a kid could watch a show now and there's a clear streak of an anti-hero. Right. And, like, you grow up with different guiding moral principles. And what's really weird about that is that... In the 80s and the 70s, like, mm-hmm. you had those moral principles. Niggas still got drunk and failed up gals. Yeah. That stop still sexual assault. Didn't oh, stop. We, we All that, like, none of those shows had moral codes regarding sex and gender. No. It, just, it, like, it was very... I was watching... It's like, as long as you save the day, you get the girl. That's a reward. You ever watch, like, any, like, the old, like... And we ain't even gonna go into, like, dark shows, like, Living Single. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, like, any of those, like, the, the black shows, even some of the, like, the... <laughs> the black shows. Uh, or, like, George Lopez. As, uh-huh. as, 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 as early as George Lopez was, I've heard them say some shit on those shows. They're like, they could not do this today. Not now. They could not do this. And it was one part of the show where George Lopez was like, uh, yeah, what do you do all day but watch your shows and iron? I'm sorry, you don't do shit. The end of the show was him proving... He took on her role as she did his, and he proved, yeah, you don't do shit when you're home. That's how the show ended. I was like, this is insanity. I mean, okay. <laughs> I was like, bruh. I need to watch that. That's another thing about storytelling. <laughs> Who are the authors, and what is the message that they're trying to say? Exactly. Because it's so easy, and in Hollywood, right? Normally, most of the writers were men. Right. So most of the writers were men. They're telling a story from a male perspective. perspective. When they write a woman... Like, it's, write, it's written, like, half-heartedly. One mm. of the, when I started to learn about writing, one of the things they would always say is, like, to write a woman, just write like a man, put a chick's name on it. Done. Holy shit. They're like, that's how you build a strong female character. Holy just shit. write her as a dude. So imagine if that's the kind of mentality they go in and then they figure it's a writer's room full of men. There's no one who's going to, who's going to uh, like, give you any pushback. And it's the same thing with race. That's- it's a bunch of white dudes in a room. They're not going to have any mm-hmm. nuance on race. Mm-hmm. That's fact, and that that's actually how a uh, fun fact how Wonder Woman came about. Hmm. William, I forgot his name. I forgot his last name. It was William something? We did a podcast on this. Yes, and he's the guy who created the lie detector test and all the rest mm-hmm. of this. He wrote. Get to, get to the good part. He wrote her as a man. Oh well, you mean what? What? What with the lasso? With the, with the lasso and the and the threesome <laughs> and the bondages. I was like, wow, yeah. niggas will do anything for pussy. Like, he's like, I'm going to write an entire story. Watch how fuck based on pussy. Watch how fucked if he is though. Batman and Superman come up, right? He writes another male hero. They're like, hey, niggas, bring up one gal. We need some energy. He's like, all right, cool. I can bring up this gal. Initially, Wonder Woman only had a sword. Well, Wonder Man at the time. When they said make her, I don't gal, know if this is true, but keep going. No, it's, it's facts. Okay, keep going. When they, I'm gonna, made, I'm gonna fact check you after the podcast. Please, please, fact check me. Yeah, yeah. When they made her a gal. That's where the lasso shit came out. Where he was like, mm. "Only way to stop this bitch is to tie her up, bondage." 
because he had a bondage fetish. And he's, he was known for having a bondage yeah. fetish. He brought all of his fetishes into one gal. I was like, yeah, this is what we could do. So every time you tie her up, she becomes vulnerable and almost sexual. Like, And these are old cartoons our parents are reading like, oh, shit. So, but let's try tying up some gals. But what y'all into? That, the cartoons were encouraging. The, sto- the stories they told were like, and like she wasn't getting tied up by Superman. She's getting tied up by regular niggas by mistake. Like she was fighting two niggas, and then a nigga come behind and put a lasso around her, and then she'd be like, "Oh no, I'm vulnerable. What are you gonna do to me?" And like it got really dark. The beginning of every part. <laughs> yes, <laughs> was Wonder Woman in the sixties. <laughs> it's like, boy, what the fuck, Ooh. William? Like it's really bad. So I mean, but in terms of the anti-hero thing, you know, again, you come to Batman. They didn't start the anti-hero thing for Superman until just recently, so I got to side with you on that. And then you look at people like Khalil Gibran. I love the way he tells stories, because the way he tells stories, there's always like a meaning behind it. There's something deep there. But, let's be honest, any nigga who have a Khalil Gibran book in his house is a douchebag. If you reference Khalil Gibran, you're a douche to me. If you reference Khalil Gibran or The Alchemist... You, you're just a dick. I'm sorry. That's all, that's all niggas know. So, hey, what books do you read? Uh, The Alchemist. Let me tell you uh, something. Things like that. Like, You've used that line. No, 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 no. I have. Oh, okay. I can't, I can't I'm just saying that I, I, I remember reading The Alchemist and being like, not telling anyone about this. No! It's like, it was like a dirty secret. It's like... Because it's such an easy read. It's like, I'm not going to communicate this to anyone. <laughs> I remember I was like that with The Alchemist and with Catch in the Rye. Yes. Because like, yes, I read yes. Catch in the Rye and be like, I relate to this too much. People are going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> I was like, nope. The entire story of Catcher the Rye about him thinking everyone in the world is a phony and fake. I was like, mm-mm, not touching it. Maybe Drunkari will get there and rant about it. Listen. <laughs> but like Sobercari, have you read Catcher the Rye? No, what? You know what's going to happen? Someone's going to be at a, you're going to be at a bar and someone's going to like mention a bar from that book and you would be like, this is my moment. You have to cast that out. Fucking Holden Coffee. Because he could be wrong. He could be wrong about everything about the book, and you could be mad. He's going to be phony. He's going to talk about like the way you interpret it. That's another thing. How do people interpret stories? Because there are many different interpretations of what you consider the greatest story ever told, the Bible. Mm-hmm. And and what do Obviously. they? What do they actually? What does they? What is it actually trying to communicate? Because you could lean on the Old Testament shit that like restricted people mm-hmm. or you could be more of a new testament hippie person jesus loves everyone everyone put flowers behind their ears and like we're all good but like the wrath of the old testament god is gone in the new testament and in the new testament it's more so um change is possible like if you buy into this belief system and this message that the change is possible but the old testament god kind of a dick and there's that's why i said he like there's there's two the difference in the way that it was authored or that they knew that the message had to change to uh, encapsulate a larger uh, scope of, of, of people, it, it's, all, it's all part of how the story is interpreted. So then how do people interpret stories and not just even the Bible, like some of the stuff that we cited. Like how do, the way you interpret uh, Justice League and comic books, it could be totally completely different than the way I interpret mm-hmm. it. I think people interpret everything based on their lives their experiences and based on what they want those characters to be so for example i can't stand um well there was a time i couldn't stand the flash i thought the flash is a piece wow. of shit 
But wow. then after watching Flashpoint Paradox. Wow, you're trash. It, it, no, no. I watched Flashpoint Paradox. Mm. And then the show came out. I was like, mm, okay, I get it. But even my interpretation of it wasn't this nigga's fast. It was, wow, what would I do if I could run back in time? Yeah. Would I have made that decision? And so you see, so like, you know, a lot of my music is dark. A lot of the, the shows that I watch are dark. And so I have a dark interpretation of those things. I remember letting my mommy, real talk, I let her watch the Flashpoint Paradox. And she was like, wow, there can, there can be a brighter day. Look how he fought for, like, you know, justice. Look how, like, his, she took it from a family perspective. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all about what you want to be, what your aspirations are, what your fears are, what your nightmares are. I think because if you look at Christopher Nolan's um, Batman trilogy, you can't tell me a large part. Look at his movies. There's a consistency with his storytelling. There's a consistency with the way he tells his stories. And The Dark Knight was pretty fucking Jesus. I was like, what the fuck going on this nigga head? But then even the way Christopher Nolan wrote. And I think Christopher Nolan uh, and his brother. Um, I forget the other guys. Andrew Nolan? It's not Andrew. Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I'd see. My interpretation, my perspective. <laughs> He's writing for Westworld. I, I yeah. you know, do yes, respect. He is actually, and yeah. he helped him write Memento. Like, right. we really should know him. But see, this is important to be in a director and putting your name first. Because, like, we all remember yeah. Christopher's name. Exactly. He's, I like, know he's like right there coming up with like the best lines for the Joker. He's like, <laughs> fuck his name, gonna know my name, you know. I do all this shit, they can do it. Is your challenge gonna be his brother helps him write Anana? Lies. Um, oh, see, <laughs> see, it's what happens when hey, your right? brother can sing good. That's gonna come up in in the last portion of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But there's a like a way to write and a way to tell stories that now make people identify with the villain that had never happened before. So we're more easily able to identify with the villain, even Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. Thanos in Avengers. How many people Horrible have you spoken to? How many people have you spoken to though? And then they have gone. Thanos kind of has a point. Most a people. lot, Most a lot people of people. I talk to like, I get, just like, I get it. Like, I, I mean, get it. have you ever been in the bank line in the Bahamas? We could use half these people. But is that because of our age? So you think it, it goes with age? But I think I think it goes with age because, like, the older I get, the more I understand Batman. The more I understand. No, Thanos, no, I'm talking the... not even the heroes or the antiheroes. I'm talking strictly the villains. Like you, I... even in watching Breaking Bad, by the end of it, Walter White was a villain. Tony Soprano was like an anti-hero who he cared about his family, but at the end he was a villain because he's killing and ordering wars and wanted to protect his family only, but there's more people in the world. There are more families affected than just the people who you give a fuck about. We claim that we dislike Cersei. Do we? Who who, who claims that? All? Who? All? All? Okay. Wait. Cersei no, I'm sorry. You just threw me off. <laughs> no. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, I've heard you be... No, no, you've been like, wait, Cer- Cersei gotta die this season. But, like... That's different. No, 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 that's not that I dislike her, she though. turns me on. Like, when she burned the seeds in the ground, I was like, do it, baby. I get it. Hey, I get when it. When she was torturing the nun, I just recently I, watched that scene. I get it. When she was like, I do this because I like it. And then she brings him out. You know what? I, not in the Kavanaugh era. We can't even... You can't even have that scene in the no. Kavanaugh era. Because then Cersei just oh, ordered Jesus. the rape of this nun. I was the only nigga... When everyone was like, fuck the last, I was like, 
Yeah, but Taiwan got a point. All right, stop that. I feel like I'm being insulted right now. Taiwan got a point. No, no, I'm being insulted right now for Cersei. I've always been a Cersei stan. I can't. I cannot let this pass. But you, now but you're, you're telling a, a, a story and a narrative that is completely false to this audience. Wow. And anyone who listens to more than two of these fucking podcasts knows how I feel about this. I'm going to do a full... Bro, she's I'm a drop queen. I, yes. <laughs> she's a drop queen for like a week. Yo, when Cersei dies. <laughs> if she dies. The beginning of that podcast. I've already written it up. Legendary. Legendary. But okay, let me... Do you know how mad I was when Tywin died? And Tywin, for a lot of people, was like, On the shit a up. big villain. And I was like, no. I, the only... But then that's the point of the storytelling, right? Like, anyone can be killed, one. And two, things don't always work out. A no. lot of times in real life, the bad guys win. And and this is why I loved when uh, Chris Rock said in stand-up, he was like, y'all realize nothing probably going to happen to Trump, right? Like, he could be all right. Like, y'all need to stop pretending like bad things happen to bad people. Because it people does not. Prosper. No. That's not the truth. Like, it, 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 like, stop. Like, I, Nikki has like, been stopping everyone's bag because it's working and it's getting her more famous. And it's like, oh, like, Cardi B had to literally come out. Who produced Bodak Yellow? I know them. No one knows. I don't know either. No one fucking knows. That's my point. She had to come up with an absolute year-long banger just to get niggas to fuck with her. Because niggas, the song uh, 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 "Drip, Drip, Drip," that song, yeah. whatever. Future was supposed to be on that song. Nicki Minaj told Future, "If you fuck with this bitch, you know what my album could do. You know the sales coming. You being doing this tour." Now she didn't know Cardi would evolve to this point. That's facts. I want to thank you for this because this is another example of 2018 storytelling. Mm-hmm. Now stories are not just encapsulated in books, TV shows, movies, podcasts, and video games. It's real lives. Now it's people's real life. Mm-hmm. Like social media allows everyone in some vein to mm-hmm. be a storyteller or present themselves how they want. And then it shows their arc. Like everyone on social media is a hustler. Mm-hmm. Everyone is an entrepreneur with no business. Um <laughs> But everyone's then, a girl boss everyone's, everyone's a girl boss but it's the same thing with the social media influencers what they have to do is communicate and tell a story and make themselves they have to tell a story in a way that you're empathetic to them that you identify mm-hmm. with them and that's one of the best parts about storytelling and we know things about like like the entire Jay-Z Beyonce thing that's a storytelling fall, fall, fall from story. from marketing and from PR. Mm-hmm. You need it for if you go on a job interview, you have to be able to tell your own personal story. So it's a skill set that we all need to have. But then do people get lost in stories about like the things that they consume on social media and then they just let it consume them and they don't view it the same way as like a TV show? I know. I know I have. I know for sure. For example, because you really everything you said about that Cardi Nikki story that was passionate from you. You're oh, like Zaytoven yeah. ain't produced shit, so I don't believe it. Oh, yeah, oh no, no, one hundred percent. But then I look at, for example, recently, shout out to Mac Miller, rest in peace. When Mac Miller died with that overdose, I had to look at both sides. So initially, me and Ken, because Ken was very passionate about his fuck Ariana Grande. He was like, you murdered that nigga. You was a toxic bitch. Holy fuck. Ken was really mad. And he got me. That nigga definitely has a dungeon. 
Oh, yo, wanna, no, no, just kidding. My cousin now. Oh, okay. Kidding, my cousin was like, fuck Ariana Grande. They she both have a dungeon. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, fuck it. You know, I'm a fan of Mac Miller. I don't know a lot about Ariana Grande. So I was ready to go with whatever, with however the internet painted her. That's a story I was I was going to tell. Right. Until I I take a step back and be like, hold on. And then when you heard the other side of it, Wiz Khalifa and I was like, no, Mac was doing a lot of drugs. Like, Mac was like, like he, she had to leave this nigga. Say so he forced her to leave because of how much she drugs he was doing. Didn't want to leave. He was just doing all the drugs. So, so she was like, "Boy, this is toxic. And like, again, I can't do this." Like, what is that except storytelling? And then what people believe because people will pick up a little bit of a story, exactly. and then run with it, and then it balloons on social media, and no one cares what the truth is because exactly. a lie is so good, the lie is so enticing, and we've seen that happen over and over again. And one of the podcasts we did, like the one last week about Bill Cosby. There was a whole entire lie about him buying NBC and then the whites going after him <laughs> to stop him from buying NBC. That shit wasn't happening, but it became such a meme on social media that people started to buy into it or believe that it's true. Or even the idea that Bill Cosby is the only person being affected by his indiscretions. Like, that's that's not a true look at, thing. Look at the fucking Trump election. If if you... It, it, like, what, what, what I did, what I remember even saying it to y'all, but... Based on my timeline, based on the polls, based on NBC and CNN, Hillary got this. I went to bed before I was even done. And then once he was elected, everyone was like, well, how the fuck this happened? But then when I started following like people like Ben Shapiro and like um, 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 Alex Jones, all the rest of these people, when you read their timeline, it's like, wait, we always had the numbers. We always knew he was going. We Like if you go down back to the election time, you see where they was like, oh, yeah, we go in this. Because then like, we got the numbers. The story that you interpret, the story that you retell to people, right. the way you carry news is interpreted by your bubble and your group of friends mm -hmm. because you want to be a good storyteller. So you want to say something good that's going to engage people's mm -hmm. opinions and that they're going to relate to and that they're going to get you. And it happens in that happens in politics and it happens in we saw it happen uh, with the Kavanaugh and the, the, the Dr. Ford uh, issue. They each had a story mm -hmm. and people got into their camps and they believed the story that they wanted. And they extrapolated what that story meant for a larger societal issue. So this is the other part I wanted to get to. How can like a story be told that'll change someone's mind? And to me, it's always been the most, one of the most or the most important thing about anything fictional in movies and films, because a film can can like give you a way or a guide to to live a life the same way that a book does or any mm -hmm. kind of philosophical book does. So you would watch something like The Matrix and you see that, listen, the world around you might be fake and unreal and you have to search extra to get to the real core of the world. And then that's where you find your meaning in life. And that's where you become like a greater person than mm -hmm. you are. And that's as a young person, you watch that. That's what you come away with. And you come away in some of the older stories we talked about, other than like the sexual assault from the comedies in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Like you come away with that. This is a hero's journey and you're the underdog and you're the underdog and you're own personal story everyone's mm -hmm. a star of their own movie so you have to write for you you only you can know how your story ends and it's about how you move and you're always a sympathetic figure in your story well i think we've actually kind of distanced ourselves because the underdog thing got milk for so long i think every 80s movie was about a bully and an underdog and a bully and an underdog and it got actually kind of lazy to the point now Jon Snow was the underdog for like maybe three episodes, two episodes, and then he came out on top as like a fucking champion. 
uh, Ragnar Northbrook was a fucking champion off top, if you ask me. Oh, sorry. Can I derail you for a second? Yeah. Have you watched Last Kingdom? No. Is that good? I, Man, I'm very conflicted whether Ragnar can beat uh, Uth. Uth is like pretty, pretty dope. Do I need to watch Last Kingdom now? Watch Last Kingdom. Everyone's telling me like it's good, but the niggas who told me was like ghetto niggas, so I was like, yeah. No, no, you watch it because then I would watch. Vikings is better. It's, it's a better, um, they put more money into Vikings. Okay, so it's a better done show. But at the end of Last Kingdom, you're like, this is debatable. This is, this is Kobe LeBron. I kind of want to see them up against know. each other. I just want to see what would happen if you put them on the court at the same time, both in their primes. I don't know. You know, I'm going to sell this. Wait, wait, what happens to Ragnar if he doesn't go on OPM? We will never know. I'm gonna sell gals. this. See that? I'm, I'm gonna sell this See right that? now. Chinese gal, get him in the get him in the hair on. <laughs> Watch me sell this for you, and you and I haven't watched last game too. Which one of them you listen to or watch before you hit the gym? You gotta watch last game though. <laughs> I mean, I see. I see you would answer my question. I seen this nigga. I seen Uth go one on one against an army. One no, it was in one on one. It was one versus seven hundred. He's like, let's go one on one. If I win. I die anyway, but I'm taking you out first. Anyway, we're, we're derailed now. We're derailed now. We're derailed now. It had a great Desus Machina scene in it. Let me ask you a question. Which rapper? Uh, we could spend like just two minutes on this. Yeah. Which rapper do you think tells the best stories? Rappers don't tell stories anymore, but rappers who we used to yeah, listen who, to. Yeah. Um, Kendrick, Kendrick was good at storytelling. Like He did it for an entire album. He told us mm. and it was conceptual. So... That was different when Kendrick told an entire story for an album. Um, Tupac was good at it. Like Tupac and Biggie were really good at telling stories because of the era that they came up in. And I think more people were like more inclined to tell stories. Like Biggie and and Biggie's songs, it was almost a story every time. Even DMX had a had a vein of he could tell a story. Yeah, just, just encapsulated just in one Marshall. song. And I don't know. Now that's not a thing. I can't say who I would say is the best at it, strictly storytelling because storytelling is different than who's the best lyricist or the best rapper. Or who's the, like, I think it's a toss up between Biggie and, if I may, Ray and Ghostface. Ray and Ghostface tell a fucking story, my friend, and they tell a story the way I like it, which is they throw in the little small details you think. So like Ghostface would be like. Oh yeah, well he pulled out his gun, slip on the shower water, and it was a cold, and he bust a shot and Thingham's daughter. Like he'll fucking like just know the intricate details. Whereas Biggie's a bit more broad, Tupac is a bit more broad. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Who do you think is the is the best storyteller in terms of literature? I'm gonna give you the lazy answer, which is I think for me, C.S. Lewis. I. I uh... In terms of story, I'm not talking writer. I'm talking story, like to tell a full on. Like the Chronicles of Narnia, I felt like. I personally think these niggas crazy. I think oh, yeah, I think I you gotta be. You gotta mind. be a little crazy. Oh, yeah, Tolkien. I'm always like. I'm always really amazed whenever, um, whenever they're married. Oh, yeah. And then, like, they got a woman to stick around. And I always think that woman must love alone time. Yeah. Like, she's like, oh, no, this is lit. Like, this is the exact nigga I want to be married to. He leaves me alone for six hours every day. day. And then you sleep for eight hours. That's ten hours of him bothering me. And then he's eating for, like, what, two hours? Yeah. Nigga, and you man. ever read Lord of the Rings? 
I, I read like one book. I didn't read like many, but I finished like four Game of Thrones, and I loved that shit. I didn't. I couldn't finish Lord of the Rings because there's a part where they get in one fucking forest, and they start talking about all the animals and this bullshit in the forest. I'm like, bruh, this too fucking detailed. What were you on when you wrote this play? I think drugs okay. play a large part in these fucking storytellers. I'm sorry because like the shit they see and the shit they envision. This thing created a whole language. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Whenever. Anytime someone creates a whole new language, acid or mushrooms. Yeah, it just be. go just like all, no weed don't do that. Uh-huh. Weed don't do that. Weed weed is your foundation. Weed is like okay, what if we told a story about like Babuki and Barabi and like it's these weird animals? Like weed will make you order pepperoni anchovy pizza on a Friday. Uh, first of all, just at me, bro. Just at me. <laughs> Like you don't have to you don't have to sub me like this okay. I I literally just did that the other day you haven't been on Marco's website I just keep adding things let me tell you something <laughs> fucking Marco's you know what this is gonna be an anti-Marco's podcast Marco's when I hit extra well done my pizza better be extra well done don't bring me no regularly <laughs> you know what I got <laughs> breathe bro <laughs> you know it's, what one time this nigga forgot an entire soda it's like first of all I don't oh. drink soda mm. so if I order soda this is the I one soda I've had for like soda. two weeks yeah how dare you no nothing's pissing you off more where I on purpose clicked triple blue cheese my nigga if I, I'm, I'm a dipping ass nigga if I order wings I like I, 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 you, you wanted to bathe Nigga. One of the bay. It's it's a blue cheese blue cheese and, spa. And these it's my blue cheese spa. And these yeah. my wings. Yeah. So like I double dipping where it's nasty and you eating something too. Yeah, no, no, like <laughs> fucking market. Anyway, nigga, pull up. Oh, I forget the sauce. <laughs> I can pass back if you want. Nigga, don't put that inflection in your voice. Pass the fuck back. Yes, yes. I'm not gonna eat until you come back, sir. I'll be right there. Go, go, go. You know what? I I want to put them to the test. <laughs> I, tell, I don't fuck around with everybody. Go get my fucking dipping sauce. <laughs> Put them to the test. What the fuck we Your doing? Your tip is dependent on this. Okay. Sorry. So story, storytellers <laughs> in literature, who I would have to say, uh, Nora K. Jemison, I w- I'm going to give you one of her books. Okay. Because she's great at world building. The Ezra Klein did a podcast with her where it's an amazing podcast because it just talks about how she constructs a world and how she looks at the world and like trying to build something from scratch. Fucking amazing. It's inspiring. If you're listening to this podcast, first of all, finish listening to this and then go listen to the Ezra Klein one with NK. And then also I would have to say um, Marlon James, the author for The Brief History of Seven Killings. Mm-hmm. Just, I know that's going to be an HBO show. I love the book. but that's, I, heard, I heard about that, actually. Is it good? It's great. It's a phenomenal book. Okay. And it's centered, centered around Jamaican. They speak to talk about storytelling and stuff that you can identify with. Mm-hmm. It speaks to a lot of stuff that... Um, as a Caribbean person, you readily identify with, like, being in your country but feeling like a stranger in your country sometimes. And then people who come in as tourists are um, think that they have some kind of ownership over where you live because of um, just visiting or, or how they see it. Or they, we, in this group all the time, we've talked about how we live in Nassau and, like, white people on this island live in the Bahamas. Fox. And then there's a, a stark difference between Fox. those two things. And but it's not even that project. Like that project is good, but he's he said that he wants to write the African version of Game of Thrones, 
I think that's amazing because as I watched Vikings and Last Kingdom, I couldn't help but think, I mean, I'm sure like niggas in Africa went to war over some shit. Y'all can't like give me a historical epic about that. I'm sure they went to war better. And considering it's niggas, it's way more drama with a lot of gals involved. Because you know niggas. I mean, they would, in, I feel like in the African version, there's like eight Lagathas. Yeah, oh, like, like there was God. one Lagatha, yeah. like there's eight Lagathas yeah, inside yeah, it. For sure. And the bodies on these gals. And then, you know, it's the variation of Squadtober. Gals. Yeah. <laughs> they had Squadtober back then. It's actually a part of history if you go back into some. And then, and then on top of that, too, like, I, I hate to say this, but niggas is lying. So you know whatever stories they got. The lion was 16 feet with fangs of this. Let me you tell know. you something. Ragnar is a lion ass nigga. If you go back and watch Ragnar that shit, lie, play that nigga. Motherfucking good lie, boy. And then, hold on, you know what's the best part? When this nigga acted surprised that Magnus was a son, he's like, what? <laughs> anyway, we got to go back to Wessex, guys. <laughs> no, my favorite part was when he took like a couple years off to smoke grind a Chinese gal and like do coke. No, no, no. He killed a Chinese oh, no, gal. He killed her. And then he was just like doing drugs on the, on the mountain, freaking the fuck out. Comes back, yes, I was like, oh, shit. All right. I'm still the king, by the way. Who won't be king? I'm going to yell at y'all. He's the dude who yells in the argument. I think he went in. Become the vital everyone else. Let me tell you something. Everyone just happened to be pussy. I didn't believe that. Because Kaizen would have kicked Nal ass in that situation. When I see that, I'd have been like, Kaizen with his ponytail would have beat the shit out of Nal. And been like, I can let you live. But you just need to know that I win. You realize we can never come out the gym because of Kaizen, though. Sooner or later, he could challenge us. Let me tell you something about a tired I am right now. That nigga could kick my ass for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel <laughs> like we could teach him everything we know. And then he could be like, all right, guys, uh, we're going to do a podcast. By the way, we changed the name of Ted. Yes, it is. Uh, what you mean, boy? Fuck off. And then they could be like him and the other niggas who look like young us. <laughs> and then they ain't going to say nothing. They could just stand there and stare at us. And be like... I mean, whatever. Name fucking long anyway. I don't want to become with this dumbass name, dog. That was like two groups ago, and then all us leave the group. And then it's because of Timmy and his small eyes. And how would you bet Timmy? Timmy can be the only nigga left in the group. I never used to rock with them, boy. Only for like 15 years, I was cool with them. But like, really, we wasn't that cool, boy. Yeah, boy. Fucking. Cut. And anyway, this is my daughter's tribute. <laughs> that was such an Andrew thing to say. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Because uh, when I say that shit, I did. Oh my god, Andrew. He, he's going to call it Kaizen Cast. Fuck, that's what he could call it's not it. Gonna be, it's not going to be a podcast. Why does that sound so much better than anything we've come up with? <laughs> I've been trying to come up, talk about storytelling, trying to come up with a fucking name for the uh, basketball podcast me and Kayla are trying to do. All the names suck. I haven't come up with one name. I feel like I should use what you say. Basketball, am I right? Like, that should be the name of the podcast. Wait, that's actually brilliant. I love how it... Basketball, am I right? That's the name of the podcast. Done. Name it. Done. Fucking yeah, done. Wait, we old and we tired. We ain't got no time for names. I got too much information in my head. <laughs> to give a fuck about names. If we didn't have 8 year Junior, this would be Andrew and Dakari's podcast. That would be the name of it. Oh, man. That'll be the story they tell too. That, they was tired. They was tired. Wow, that's also a great name for something. Alright. <laughs> no, it's not. You're so fucking tired. It's so tired. That's a horrible that name. was an awful name. You know what? Cause I just looked down on my paper and I was trying to segue back into like the serious part of it yeah. to to end it. But okay. So regarding race 
gender, and sexuality, right? Yeah. Stories have helped shift and change the way people think of things. Fox. So um, this was on the You Are Not So Smart podcast where the, where the guy was saying how you had Will and Grace and then you had uh, Brokeback Mountain and then you had all of these shows that normalized gay life. And that ended up being a positive thing for society because it let people see who sometimes did not in their regular life see a gay person. So they thought of them as other. You stopped thinking about gay people as other mm-hmm. because it was on your TV all the time. Mm-hmm. And when uh, conservatives would scream about the gay agenda, mm-hmm. in my head, I would always be like, yeah, they do have an agenda. Equality. Yeah. And it's uh, it's one of the prime examples of why representation is so important because it, it happens in race too. 100%. Little black girls need to see black women as queens in order to appreciate it and be like, that's not the only standard of beauty isn't just a white person. Yeah, and, 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 and that's why I'm not a huge fan of Insecure. I feel like this season has been kind of lazy. Did you go to the to the watch party? No, I, no. Do you, do you know me? No. I was, I'm fucking with you. That's why you don't invite me places. I dared him to have a Game of Thrones, <laughs> like, fucking watch party. And we will throw fucking spares of that I'll shit. shut that and shit on the top. down. <laughs> like, listen. <laughs> this is our shit. Y'all don't know a motherfucker but the shoe. You! What's the nearest first cousin name? See, yeah, I thought so. She ain't had no first cousin, asshole. Like they're I, all dead. And I, and I like I have no proof of this. I'm just saying things and out of my mind. Oh no, you know what? You know what our move is. I love how we just <laughs> abandon the thing about changing minds. I just point up to the sky and say Dracarys, <laughs> and then John throws a firebomb from the but top like, of the like John building. visibly throws a firebomb. Yeah. It ain't even like no mystery. It's like. We see John, guys. Like, and nope, then I look no, up. I look up like there's a camera behind me, <laughs> souping and capturing all this fire. And, and then I'm like Baratheons, as like it's Kaiser. He's like, yeah, and like, yeah, we we out here. Anyway, Rap TV, I fucking dare y'all. <laughs> oh, they they they're stupid. Um, hold on, but back to <laughs> they're stupid because why? But back to the idea. No, 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 no. You no. might right, but it runs so fucking hard going. Go, but back to the idea of. TV shows being able to slowly but surely change the minds of society. So the way that we have this, um, this is an entire discussion on I gender, is TV going to be able to change it or is social media changing it faster and television now is not being the person who dictates how the culture shifts. Television is just trying to catch up because it doesn't have the same immediacy as social media. I feel like, uh, I hate coming back to Game of Thrones, but shows a, a show like Game of Thrones shows us that outside of that gray it really is like a reality TV show when you think about it because all the families are fucked up everyone is fucked up in their own way so even all of the stars come back to the Russell Wilson point it's like okay we, we, we can wait for the ball to, we can wait for the ball to drop on that one like now we have all of our heroes I'm only waiting for some shit about Mr. Rogers because all of our heroes are I mean Tom out. Tom Hanks is playing him in a movie so I think he's good I think he's in the clear I will see but like I'm sure some dark shit's gonna come out like, you think a gal could come out and say eh I was gonna say he little loves, boy he loves, oh wow I was gonna say little boy him and then it goes paint the bulb, bulb whatever with the fro yeah with, with the, the fro, fro like again because I, 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 there are very few good people in the world anymore from the old definition of good so when you have all of these villains... Now, the villain thing now has so many levels to it that there aren't a lot of heroes anymore. Oh, like, people now lionize the idea of, of being of, a dick, of, he- of yeah. being an asshole. They Real love dog, the yeah. idea, or to, like, communicate, yeah. be like, I'm a dick. Like, whereas before in the past, 
there was a, and I feel that it happened so quickly. Ten years ago, like a bunch of people just wanted to be considered good. Mm-hmm. Like the best compliment you could give a woman is tell her how good she is. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, you have to tell her that she's a bad bitch, or you have to tell her exactly. she has like attitude because being good now is seen as being gullible. That See, it's out, seen as a weakness. That works out in my favor though, because it's way more girls swallowing them. That works out in my favor. Because now girls, girls want to be bad. They're like, okay, how can I be as bad as I can for him? Because I got to be badder than the next guy. So a lot more girls have been swallowed because of everything. I'm getting choked, and, you know. Yeah. So I mean, thanks, thanks, guys. Appreciate that you, you know, you helped. I mean, this just a. Example of why capitalism works because in a fair market, the competition strongest rise to the top. And I, I like hidden of currency in your mouth. This has been the I Need a Minute podcast from Peace, part of the Dead Genius Network. Thank you. Tell us what your favorite stories are. Apparently, Andrews is. <laughs> Fuck this. Good day. Good day. <laughs> Nobody's woke.